do you remember a change in her after like leaving and getting oh. a divorce and becoming a single mom? The changes that she did, the things that she had to do. Gotcha. Yeah. And that's what she always told her us, is that you have to do what you have to do. West End Community Council Beautification Chair Fanny Shaw moved to the West End when she was eight years old. They actually did teach you, you know, you know, it's going to be hard times, but you got to learn how to endure in it. And these are the kind of teaching that we have, we received, mm-hmm. you know, it wasn't that easy. Mm-hmm. It wasn't that easy. Hear her story in this episode of the West End Stories Project. I'm Key, manager of the Cincinnati and Hamilton County Public Library's West End Branch. Thanks for listening. So, I'll start with a basic question. When were you born? I was born in Woodfield, Georgia, a uh, hundred miles from Atlanta, Georgia. Oh, that's where I was born in night, um, September nineteenth, nineteen forty-six. Okay, mm-hmm. I didn't know that you weren't born in Cincinnati. No, I was not born. I came here in nineteen fifty-three. I was eight years old. Okay, all right. So, what mm-hmm. brought your family? Well, it's because of. Uh, um, number one, my mother and father got a divorce, and so my aunt them brought my mother here to Cincinnati for a new, uh, basically a new start. Okay. And so that's how I got to Cincinnati, through my aunts and uncles. Okay. Mm-hmm. So they already lived in Cincinnati? Yeah, they already live here in Cincinnati. Okay, gotcha. Mm-hmm. Did you want to leave Georgia? Yeah. Well, I'm eight. What do I know? You know what I'm saying? You know, um, it's a different, uh, the mindset is totally different today. I mean, you just, you did what your parents told you to do. They say, you're leaving, you're leaving. That's it. You know, it's a different mindset. But do you remember feeling anything about that? Um, I felt that I did not know where I was going. It was really kind of strange for me, yes. As a child, you know, it really, it really was strange, especially if you've never been anywhere else other than Woodfield, Georgia, you know. I can remember visiting Atlanta on a few occasions, but most of the time, Woodfield, Georgia, yeah. What was Woodfield, Georgia like? It was like, it's a, uh, it's a country area. My grandmother owned her own farm, so therefore uh, my uncle, them that was there, they worked on the farm, and she grew vegetables, and we helped uh, uh, pick vegetables and things of that nature as children. Blackberry hot and stuff like that. Can you describe going from a very rural environment mm-hmm. to a super urban environment? Uh, I was uh, completely shocked. This uh, urban and rural is two different things. As I see now, if I got older, that was... Uh, it was very, very different. It was almost, you couldn't comprehend it, but you had to learn to, yes. Mm-hmm. What's the biggest thing that kind of, you know, that's changed in your life? Uh, the living condition, uh, whereas uh, in the country, your homes and things are leveled in such a way. And then when you come here at that particular time in the West End, uh, I think we were on... Uh, 
think Clark Street or one of Okay, you live in buildings one, two, three, you know, uh, three, three or four floors, and that was that was something totally different, you know, totally different. So you had to adjust to that. So we adjusted, you know. Well, you have no choice. So, but you may feel a certain way, but in the end, it is what it is, you know. Before the Laurel Richmond Urban Renewal Project redeveloped the area between West Liberty and Court Streets, her family lived in a building on Clark Street, west of the Lincoln Courts housing project. Can you describe the place on Clark where you lived? Clark. Clark Street was some of the houses was the tall building, but then you also had those that uh, had yards. Did y'all live in Lincoln or Laurel? Uh-uh, no. no. Just a, a building, and then, you know, they had, like, on some floors, they had, like, two rooms, and, and then they, uh, the floor that we lived on, they had one, two, one, two, like, two maybe in the back, and then there was the kitchen, and there was another room. Gotcha. You How know, many people lived in? It was just uh, three, four, uh, me and my two sisters and my mom. Okay. Mm-hmm. Okay, so you didn't live with family? No. They lived, like, downstairs. Okay. Like I said, they had many floors. One, two, three. Mm-hmm. So we lived on the third floor. Okay. Was it all family members who lived in the building? Majority of the people that lived there, mom, lived on the first floor. And someone else lived in between, and we lived on the third floor. Okay. Mm-hmm. When she moved to Cincinnati with her mother and sisters, her parents' divorce wasn't finalized, so her mother's application for public assistance was declined. Do you know why your parents divorced? No, I they don't. You talk know, about many, that. many. You know, it is not like today. You know, and then a thing that is so totally different than we were children. We're not allowed to set among adults. When adults gathered, uh, they didn't have to tell you to leave. You knew to get up and leave. We did not set with adults. They did not talk in front of children like they do now. You know, it was just a totally different world. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. What did your mom do for a living? Well, you know, she was just like uh, a limited education. And, and then she, uh, she did like days work and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Uh, like the welfare system uh, that they have uh, uh, back in those days, it was very hard to get on that, you know. And uh, she went on and she worked, and then eventually she was able to get a good job at, at uh, Mercy Hospital, and that's how she um, took care of us mm-hmm. until the day she retired. Mm-hmm. Gotcha. Do you remember... A change in her after like leaving and getting oh. a divorce and becoming a single mom. The changes that she did, the things that she had to do. Gotcha. Yeah, and that's what she always told her us is that you have to do what you have to do. You know, yeah, times are hard. Like I said, it was different teaching back then. They actually taught you. They actually did teach you. You know, you know, it's, it's gonna be hard times. But you got to learn how to endure in it. And these are the kind of teaching that we have, we received. Mm-hmm. You know, it wasn't that easy. 
Mm-hmm. It wasn't that easy. Uh, this is this is what I was saying about the welfare system, because my mom did try to apply for a system, but when they wrote down there where his mom and where he was with his mom, they tried to say she kidnapped us, so therefore that was declined. And it, like the mom said, I have a farm here; they can come and live on my farm. You know, it's much easier now. I can say, well, you know what, I'm done. And I need to. I need for you to leave, or me to leave, and it's 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 finalized almost, mm-hmm. you know. But it wasn't that easy back then. So you're saying that when your mom came to Cincinnati and tried to apply for welfare, tried to get some type of assistance, they the divorce still wasn't finalized. Uh uh-uh. uh And you just couldn't get uh uh welfare and stuff like you can get now. It it wasn't it wasn't that easy. It really wasn't. So because they were still legally married, they said no. Because the she... mom, because I'm, a, they're not gonna give me, they're not gonna give you welfare if the mom say I got a farm here and she could send the children back to us. Mm. So they're not gonna give you any welfare. They're not gonna give you anything to help your children because they already have a source of income, according to what they're hearing. Gotcha. Mm-hmm. And because the father is still technically also mm-hmm. in the picture. Oh, yeah. Yeah. It's not like it is now. You can go, wow, open up the doors. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, you know, and my, and my mom took it and went on. Mm-hmm. And she made her own way. Mm-hmm. And she didn't ask them for anything. She attended Dyer School, Stowe School. Porter Junior High School, and Taft High School in the West End. What was your experience like at Porter? At Porter? Mm-hmm. Oh, and that's, uh, I felt that at Porter, uh, they really trained you to become, uh, uh, number one, they taught you how to dress. You know, we had sewing classes and things of that nature. And, uh they uh, gave you different classes in interviewing for job. See, it was like they were preparing you for the world. In preparing you, uh, uh Oh, yeah. They, they, they did mock interviews and things like that. Uh, they really uh, stress uh, math. They really, uh, especially spelling, uh, really thinking. We just, it, the school system was just important. It was very important. Uh, the West End was totally different then. It's not the West End that we see now. And the teachers uh, that we had in the West End truly wanted you to make it. They worked with you to make it. And uh, that's the difference. I, and I understand the dynamics of teachers today, but it's just not the same. But you got to remember now, I'm 76. So, you know, um, the world, the way that it is now compared to the world, they really, because they knew what you had to go through with. They knew your journey because they had walked that journey. So they knew the journey. So they wanted you to go on the journey much smoother. It was basically teaching you how to survive in the world. 
And uh, I'm not saying they don't they don't try that today, but I just think it's a different world. It's a different world. Throughout our conversation, she expressed just how much everything has changed and reiterated the common feeling that the West End of the 50s and early 60s was safe. When we were children, you there was no such thing as staying in the house and all that type of stuff. You had to, unless you were sick, especially, I'm talking about, of course you went to school and did your schoolwork and everything. But like in the summer, you had to, you had to go out and do something, you know, jump, roll, run, whatever, you know. So that's what we did in the community, you know. They didn't have you laying around. You couldn't lay around. You had to you had to do something. And I don't know what it was. Every Sunday everybody got put out the house, all children, and go to the Regal Theater. That was I don't know why they threw us all out the house, but all your friends and everything, you meet up at the Regal Theater, but then they'll tell you, We need you home before dark. And you should see everybody scrambling to get home for dark. It was just really, you know, these are the things that I remembered, you know. So we were blessed to know that you could be safe in the black community. Mm -hmm. You know, back in those days, police did not ride cars. They walked the street, you know. Mm -hmm. They walked the street. And one thing about the... Men in the community, if they did see young people in an uproar, they would intervene. So therefore, we didn't have to worry about the police. They would intervene and talk to these young people and quiet everything down. You know, they fought, but we didn't have to call the police. The men in the community took care of it. And they didn't have to beat them up or nothing like that. They took them all aside and talked to them. I can remember that, taking them all aside and talked to them. But uh, as my grandson said, you can't do that today, Grandma. <laughs> you know, but that's, that's the community we came out of. They didn't have a lot of money, but they had ways to survive. You see what I'm saying? That's, to me, you didn't, like, People had a lot of money, but they still survived, mm-hmm. you know? Like, I, I truly do realize it was a blessing now mm-hmm. that you felt safe. Because the children today do not feel safe, mm-hmm. you know? But we as children felt safe. We felt like people would protect us. And uh, to me, that is a blessing. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of the West End Stories Project. The West End Stories Project is brought to you by the Cincinnati and Hamilton County Public Library and is co-produced by your host, Key, and our reference coordinator, Kent Mulcahy. If you like what you've heard, listen and subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts and help us get discovered by leaving a review. Thank you. Up here on, is that Central Parkway? I think it's Central Parkway. Anyway, we had a store called Ben, and everybody went to Ben, and a lot of young people went to Ben. 
and a young man was still in some out of the store. It just so happened, these are the type of teachers that we had. He was stealing something out of the stores. And the store, apparently, the police, like I said, at that time, police would stand on the, you know, they walked the street. And the store man cried out, and the young man, as they do, they run. And the police pulled his gun out, told him to stop, and he did not stop. And it, thank God we had a teacher there, and he begged that policeman not to shoot him. And uh, that was the first time we had experienced that. So, and I and I, I just thank God for the type of teachers that we had at that time. That was the first time that we had witnessed that. And I think I was still at Taft High School then. That was the first time. So maybe that was the change in time. That was the first time we had experienced that.